Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi there, I'm Glenn Savile, and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the latest episode of the Always Race Day podcast presented uh, by the fine folks over at the Carlotto Group. We are going to hop into everything from Talladega, uh, how the uh, how the month got started today, um, Ryan Blaney, the whole nine yards. But first, we have to uh, thank the great people at the Carlotto Group. If you're looking for a car, that's the place to go. Uh, they will get you hooked up. They are a presenting partner uh, here at Always Race Day, and uh, they do a fantastically uh, awesome job so check them out if you ever feel uh, so inclined and let's uh let's get into it caleb it's brocktober excited it is october i don't get excited for football if what do you mean well, no, no 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 brett moffett brett brett brocktober what did you think i was doing i figured you were making like a brock purdy thing uh, no no i wouldn't bring iowa state on this show we don't do that yeah Conflict okay Yeah, Brett Moffat won the truck race. Uh, Hopefully, it'll help him get a ride next year. So I'm so fucking like I'm still amped about it. That I I love seeing Iowa win. Iowans win at Daytona and Talladega. It's the coolest damn thing. I mean, I just think it's cool to see them win. Period. I mean, it was cool that you know, basically in a one-off for front row that they were able to get that done. It's unfortunate that the whole reason that they put him in that car or truck, I should say, was to help uh, Zane Smith, and Zane ended up having a problem. But uh, front row was able to get it done. And I, listen, front row showed up with a lot of speed. Uh, they had Riley Herbst was fast, and at one point, front row was one, two, three in the Cup race today as well. So. Yeah, let's um, hopefully crap in the bed here. But uh, let's let's start with the cup race and, and good. Uh, um, Riley Herbst, man, uh, if you guys wanted, is my microphone going in and out again, Caleb? Uh, it was. It's been fine the last couple seconds, but it just did it like twice. I don't know if it's the connector of the cable, but it's something. Yeah, always something with this. It okay. seems fine right now. Yeah, it's fine. It's My screen doesn't want to show you. It's all good. There we go. Um, yeah, Riley Hurst. Uh, I know we had the debate on the last show about plate racing and super speedway racing, and, you know, they always have to wreck at the end of the, end of the race. You guys that worry about that side of – that argument or, or really go out of their way to mention it. Why don't you bring up the guys that bring up these wrecks? 
Wait, like, are you saying like blame the people for the wrecks? Corey LaJoy wanted to put his gas pedal down harder than Mike Ward did in the blind side to that dude he pushed over the fence and ran Riley Herbst right in the back of him and boom, that's end of the end of the game for every like screws so many crews so much money to pay and everyone blames talladega but it was solely Corey lajoy didn't take his foot off the damn gas yeah but why why is Corey lajoy fighting for a, a top five spot because of the track that they're at <laughs> if yeah. if you put them at sure. kansas then that's not the case could be i i wouldn't expect you to nail your gas pedal to the floor until and close your eyes and not do anything until the finish line at any it point. was it was pretty bad yeah I, I i mean ultimately like it was a racing incident herbst pushed up the track and then came down a little bit and lajoy definitely took this dance of like oh well yeah <laughs> and it's like just... it's cool it's fine but then you have teams that are like i don't know why we come out here and do this and we have to pay all this money to put on entertainment like this. We always end up racking and making it an expensive day. Okay, well, go voice your opinion to Corey LaJoy. That's, I mean, shit. Yeah, but the problem is, it just... That could not today, be more on the fault of one person in the entire... Today, field. it was Corey LaJoy. But the problem is, this this style of racing makes most of the field like that. So, like, today... I disagree. I think there's LaJoy. one, like, guy who's, like, not usually great at these tracks or makes a mistake at the end of a race and that's what causes it but it's, we've seen brad do it we've seen joey do it we've seen chase do it we've seen like everybody has had those issues chastain's done it like everybody's had those issues where they make these over chastain doesn't really count because that's a, like every track plus daytona talladega so I mean, I guess you could say that, but yeah, like it's, it's not just like every time we go to Daytona or Talladega, it's Corey LaJoy that's causing the big right, one. If that was the case, if that was the case, then yes, I'm like, all right, listen, we got to go have a conversation with Corey LaJoy. crusade to end Corey LaJoy's career. But unfortunately, I mean, it's, it's half the field, you know, is right. kind of notorious. I, I, I should say too, I don't like strictly blame him. Because, I mean, yeah, that's what you're expected to do, right? Like, if you lift, you're going to lose the race, so you might as well try to win it. You know, I'd probably – I don't. In, I, every time I watch it, I get a different opinion. Do you? Have you watched that replay back? Because I, I feel like Riley Herbst, it looked like he was going up, and the run that LaJoy had dictated him staying on that low line going forward, or that middle line, I guess. And obviously he drove back over – I don't know. I don't know if that could have been avoided. I'm, I'm, I've been set on the stance that it was just, it was one of those plate racing deals. And that's where like it was at because literally herps slides up, starts to come back down. LaJoy isn't going to back out because you're coming to the checkered. So like it, it just, LaJoy could have backed out. Herps could have not came down. They're both basically at fault. And it's just one of those scenarios that yeah, plate racing creates because it's just it's it's one of those things that happens at the plate race where you just essentially run out of room and then you know that happens so um i i just it was one of those things where i think they're both to blame yeah and for the other side of that for the people that say that there's too much luck involved in play race and look at the move ryan blaney pulled and go back and look at the move brett moffett pulled on the last lap uh, excuse me of uh, each of those races 
just masterful I, driving that because if ryan blaney does that same move and goes too aggressively into that left lane and scrubs a little bit more speed off i don't know he won by what 0 0.012 12 hundredths of a second so yeah so the last well i shouldn't say the last the three talladega wins that blaney has total margin of victory for all three of those comes out to two one hundredths <laughs> Like point zero seven twice, and then today's point twelve. Yeah, insane, and it is it is crazy. That's, no, that that's that's twenty eight thousandths or two hundredths. Yeah, is it? No, it's twenty sixth. Yeah, twenty six thousandths. You're, I mean, that's, yeah, twenty six thousandths is way more than two hundredths. Okay. <clears throat> Anywho. Um, <laughs> No, it, it is it is just a crazy stat. He has managed to win these close races because he's so good at them. He is like a fantastic super speedway driver. Um, maybe, yeah, I don't know when a good time. Probably this episode would have been a good time to reexamine our uh, top five super speedway drivers. We'll do it going into next year anyways. So I'm not too worried. Yeah. Blaney's on my list though, for sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, Blaney and Hamlin are definitely up at the top and I don't, Newman would be my next one if he, he counts, but um, I don't know if he still counts anymore. Uh -huh. <laughs> if Astor X ever goes to Daytona, then yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so Ryan Blaney uh, joins William Byron as uh, the free pass cars into the next round. Uh, very, um, very cool for those guys. Uh, both of them up there in the front lead in that race. Uh, I think they both uh overwhelmingly deserve it and i'm kind of just stalling now to figure out where i want to go next with this show um is my beef with the cars going airborne or almost going airborne is that exclusively fords that we've seen do that is my beef with the ford next gen car that's so hard because i don't know if it's like I don't know if it's just been a coincidence or if like there's merit to that. You know what I mean? Like it's hard because it's not like we've seen it a ton to where like you can be like, okay, it's happened 10 times. They were all Fords compared to like, okay, it's happened three times and they were all Fords. So like, is it a coincidence or is it like, is there merit to, you know, this because yeah the, the way that brad's came up um was super weird today but at least i mean it came back down so um yeah I, I guess that'd be something that the people with the very detailed numbers need to probably you know think about and look at yeah you know you hope it's not any manufacturer doing it the wrong way because then you're getting away with that um but anyways uh yeah, scary, uh, scary stuff to see it. But um, overall, like a very clean race today. I don't think anyone was injured. Caleb told me, Caleb texted our group chat Saturday, dancing on my grave, that a friend of the show has gone to the hospital. I'm not excited about it. I'm, was, making... I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm painting Caleb as, as the villain here. After i say it and we we sit and we're like oh well you know that's how it is and then we send two guys to the hospital in in one race and one of them who has a broken vertebrae and it, it just 
it's it's frustrating it is so frustrating and it's so upsetting that you know we just keep having these incidents so now you did you did send the group chat keep track all weekend guys keep track for how many people we send the hospital it's gonna be a destructive weekend was what you're in for i've kept track and after from the truck race to today after the race um the number has gone from two to still two yep which is still ridiculous for sending people to the hospital on a race weekend but i i agree but shit, it's it's a dangerous sport shit happens you know make the cars as safe as you possibly can if there's anything they can get better at on um, especially on these lower classes then get better at them but and it's like do you want like there's just no possible way to just not have plate racing in the development series either. I know, but the unfortunate part is too, it's like right now we're looking at increasing to more super speedway races. Out of all, out of all the unique stuff that everyone hates on, how did Atlanta get the, like no negative press compared like everyone hated bristol dirt i you know go watch that last race it kicked ass i don't care who you are um like that got so many negative things uh, half the nascar pit crews thought they were gonna get shot in chicago I, that's probably not fair to say as one spotter running his mouth um but you get the brigade that came with that in about the street race at chicago which is one of the i think we have nine dates confirmed for next season uh for from reports that i was dating around on today and the street race at chicago is one of them um yeah i've i have absolutely no clue how atlanta didn't get any run atlanta should have won race by the way and that's are you talking about new atlanta how new atlanta doesn't get shit on yeah no i mean comparatively to bristol dirt the roval and the streets of chicago i don't think it gets shit on nearly the same as those tracks no because it's a super speedway the 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 good old classic nascar fans love super speedways that's the reason that we're talking about texas becoming one and that's why atlanta became one because those people those are the people that are saying like oh we absolutely can't get rid of any super speedway races that's the reason that we're going to more and so no they're not going to complain about it because they just they love it i don't think that's why we're going to more i just think that's what atlanta wanted to do yeah I, when the hell are we uh, turning california into a short track by the way at some point between three years ago and 20 years from now yeah i've Holy cow. Like, if you're going to do it, I mean, go get the construction ready. Like, I haven't heard jack shit since we broke that story. We didn't break it. I shouldn't, I didn't mean to say it like that. Yeah, it that got like, broke. I know it got pushed back and everything, but now I don't even know when they're supposed to, like, be doing it now. Yeah, who uh, who has absolutely no idea? Not me. Um, also, Austin Dillon uh, finishes. I don't know where he finished, actually. He uh, got a DNF, his 10th DNF of the season. All of them have been wrecks. I want to get your take. How, how does he turn it around? And what do, you, what do you do next year? You know, Do you make a personality change like to yourself? I mean, what, it's I hard. Because... I don't think half of these have even been his fault. I can't remember, remember any of them being like 
Oh yeah, Austin Dillon did that one. Well, and that's the problem is I, you know, on some of it, you look and you're like, well, that's just unlucky. You know, obviously Talladega is Talladega. You can't really do anything about that one. Um, you go through, I mean, God, let's look and see here. Um, there's, there's a point where, you know, some of them you can look at and you're like, all right, this wasn't our fault. This was just bad luck. But then, you know, you look at it on some of them too. And if you're not back there with the squirrels, you don't get your nuts cracked. Like that's the stance that you have to have too. If you're not back there in the middle of all the craziness, you don't get caught up in some of this stuff. And I have the same opinion with like Haley Deegan. So Haley Deegan gets caught up in all these crashes and all the fans are like, oh, she just needs to get out of the truck series because all the truck, tri- truck series drivers suck. And it's like, well, if you're not in a six-way battle for 20th, you're not likely to get caught up in stuff. If you're not around the you – know, if, 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 if you're running up in fourth, you're, you're probably fine, you know? So – some of it, yeah, it's it's just unfortunate because you get caught up in some stuff and sometimes you just have bad luck. Um, so, like, Daytona crashed out. That's that's Daytona. You know, like, what are you going to do about it? Oh, God, here um, you go again. Tell, well, but what do you do? I know, like I know. I, I'm just screwing with you. So, um, Talladega Spring crashed out. Um Daytona crashed out. So he's crashed out on all four super speedway races. That's four out of the 10 right there. So 40% are literally super speedways where you, you really can't. I mean, what, you know, you can go back and look and be like, oh, well, if we were up front, that wouldn't happen. But like, you know, so that's four out of the 10. But then, yeah, you have to go back and look at those other ones too and say, all right, uh, you know, what could we have done different to – not have this problem right and that's your first step i mean your first step is just finishing races and then you build back to all right now we need to get top 20 now we need to get top 20 you know 15 top 10 and so on but yeah right now it's just you got to start finishing races yeah and someone asked me why he isn't um why he just has a punchable face and i i get what they're saying with that but I do think part of it is that Austin Dillon just he just doesn't put himself out there a lot. I mean, social media wise, personality wise, you don't really see that Austin Dillon. Um, it's a lot like Chase Elliott's career to a lesser tier. If I feel like the times that he has put himself out there, it's not in a positive way either. Like I feel like in the in the times that he is known for kind of sticking his neck out there it's not in like a positive way that fans go and be like remind remind me (laughs) i I can't Uh, the last time i remember something of of austin dylan away from the racetrack was in a charity basketball game with denny hamlin or a pickup basketball game might not have been a charity game well and it's not necessarily off the track but like um what was it where where Chase got suspended for intentionally wrecking, and then like the next weekend, um, at Gateway, Austin Sindrick got into him, and right okay. after, 
right after that Austin Dillon, oh, he wrecked me on purpose. He needs to be suspended. And like, I agree with him, by the way, the, the fans just didn't, the fans were like, shut up, baby. Like, yeah. That, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if Austin put out like a podcast of him sitting by the fire and drinking beers, drinking beers with uh, Jason Kelsey, that'd go a long ways for him. Oh boy. They can set that up. That's an easy thing to set up for sure. There's just, there's nothing about him that people are like, yeah, I like that dude. Like there's just nothing. He's as average as, as you can get with also being like the edgy country guy. But not even that. Not, not average. And like, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, what do the kids call it? Mid. I'm not, I'm not trying to midding him or whatever. Uh, I feel like he comes off as better than everybody else though, too, in the same token. I don't like the silver spoon stuff and like the difference between actually being a silver spoon guy and a guy that made it to the NASCAR cup series and everything you do for that, I think are a couple different things, but. Well, here's what I'm going to say on that. Curious case I, think, I think Austin Dillon is t- more talented than Ty Dillon, but what I will tell you is one is racing. Why do you get, rico- why do you say, why do you get ricochet shots on all these people? <laughs> you'll, you'll bring up one guy. <laughs> Ty Dillon was not a part of this conversation. No, but listen to where I'm going. Okay. Austin Dillon, I think, is more talented than Ty. However, if we're having the silver spoon conversation, one is literally racing for Papa, and one has actually had to go, like, build his career the last several years and has not just had a ride handed to him. Yeah, one has Cup Series wins. Yeah, because he he got handed a top tier ride. Yeah, okay. As we've seen other people get handed top tier rides, and they don't win in them. Okay, but also Austin Dillon has asterisks next to each one of his wins. So like, what are, what are those asterisks? This is like a Brock Purdy. Con- you're doing the Brock Purdy conversation right now. You're just doing it with Austin Dillon. All right, let's go look at this. I, this wasn't on the agenda. <laughs> no, it wasn't. This, I can't wait to see how fast you do this because whatever I bring up after this is going to be not Austin Dillon. <laughs> um, so we've got a Daytona Super Speedway win. So that's, you know, meh. Um, then we've got this one should be um the texas race that everybody you, okay did you call cool. daytona super speedway when matt was that his daytona 500 um probably yeah okay so he won a daytona 500 okay the biggest race in the sport that's matt here's the way here's the way that i classify it though no oh, but we can't just discredit people for winning big races because you don't like the tracks that they're at no that's not what it is so here's here's what i'm gonna say winning on daytona or talladega is great like it's a win and it's a feat. I'm not going to disagree with that. Trevor Bain won the Daytona 500. That was huge. That was big. It was legendary. He got himself a cup win. But like when you're looking at, you know, was Trevor Bain a successful cup guy? No. And so if, if you come to me and you say, I've got four wins, Daytona, 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 and then a fuel mileage race, I'm going to be like, well, Okay. You You can get one. You can be lucky and get one. You can't be lucky and get two. And you can't be lucky and get a third. That's where that's where you're showing your skills as a super speedway racer. You're showing your skills. What the hell this season was for him? I have no idea because that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Maybe the next gen car really 
doesn't drive with it his driving style. You're good at one track. That's a good one to be good at. He's got three wins, two of them Daytona, and then the other was the Texas fuel mileage race. So I would love to see him actually go out and win a race on speed. Like, I would love to see him. Guy manages his fuel better than 39 other competitors. It's being tapped for it as a lucky win. That's my favorite type. That's my favorite. Like the the rain shortened ones are fun because you know someone got in his ear ten laps before that. Whoever the winner ends up being, and they said, "All right, we got to go now. We got to do this." And it usually isn't lucky, or you know, per se. Um, no. So him, him, and Eric Gamarola are the two that I would put in that category. That they really haven't shown that they can go actually win a race. A traditional way. Michael McDowell they, is is my Eric Almarola to you. Yeah, that'd be, what, that'd be a fun thing to follow next year if they're still both in the sport. Who has a better season? And I'll take Almarola, and you can take McDowell. But that's not who's going to have more wins. If not, we could do we could do Austin Dillon versus McDowell, and just who's really going to have more wins though. No, we'll, just be, we'll just be the super fans, and we'll have to talk about them every week. That'd be funny as hell. Oh God, please, no. Can you imagine the Austin Dillon daily minute with Connor? No, no, we we don't need that. Not sure what happened on the track this week, thirty second or something. But his kid is really good at throwing the baseball by the fire. Guys, look at this. Watch this. Just treat it like the Taylor Swift camera on Sunday Night Football. Jesus. <laughs> All right. I'm writing that down. We're definitely doing that. Are we are we off Austin Dillon though? Yeah. All right. We spent, um, we spent way too much time on Austin no, Dillon. I love it. It's Austin Dillon minute. Uh so Kevin Harvick gets DQ'd a couple hours after the race. And I'm kind of going like way out of order on this, just with different things I wrote down I wanted to talk about. But uh man, good thing he didn't win that race. And do you think I don't think they would have DQ'd him? Because it would, this is his last season in the sport. There's five races to go. Maybe that's the last chance he has at winning a race. I don't. Do you think they would have DQ'd him, Caleb? I don't know. They sure didn't leave. Let him leave with a second place finish. So, um, well, that's. I mean, that, that's one thing to say is like <laughs> they, they could even wait a second, but not this win you got. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you would think for the integrity of the sport that. You know, they wouldn't have just let it go just because. But, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. You can, do integrity, you can do integrity of the sport stuff all you want. Um, but I think, like, to me, it looks like Stuart Haas is moving manufacturers next season. Ford has only been giving good equipment for one car, that being the Kevin Harvick car. That's just what it looks like on the outside looking in. If you work for Ford and you want to come on here and defend yourself, go for it anytime. Or Stuart Haas. I mean, I don't know. RFK would like to have a conversation on... I mean, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I know what you're saying, though. Yeah. I. That's an interesting conversation because that's what we kind of thought about the legacy motor club too we thought oh you know they're in the same boat as Stuart haas they're not getting the good equipment or their team is just really struggling and then carson hosevar got in the car and it was like oh maybe maybe that's not true um you didn't think he so, struggled today today i mean are you talking about yeah. his, his stretch in the car I'm talking about, yeah his, okay, gotcha. his no, that Today, it clicked in my head as soon as I said that. I'm like, wait a second, this isn't his first race. 
Yeah, mostly his other um, rides. But a lot so of yeah, people liked his interview today. I saw a lot of tweets about that. He didn't, he wasn't outlandish or anything. Didn't really. He, he's kind of just said like, "I'm here. You know, I want to learn what I can." I thought we learned a little bit, this and that. I think Austin Dillon thought he wrecked him. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> Well, and I know came around he, the corner in the middle of when Austin was talking and then just got that text from this Hawkeye fan uh, that I've become good buddies. But he listens to all the shows. Great guy. Nate, shout out to you. I know, like, I mean, Hosomar did take the blame and basically said, you know, it, it was partially my fault. And I, you know, learned some things. And um, yeah, so... Uh, I mean, you got to like a guy that kind of does that. And host of our needs to do some of that building back. Um, Cause there are. He's leaps and bounds ahead of Ross Chastain though. Uh, we had that conversation about Ross that in last season, like race 12 Mark. And this is where Carson host was at. And he probably is like four weeks ahead on the like, okay, get yourself back into the positive light here. And he's actually doing it. I'm very impressed with it. He has not gone the direct opposite way. It's just yeah, well, funny how Chastain's career has turned out, especially today. Him being usually he's the guy that creates the accident and others get collected. And he's the only one that drives away from it cleanly. Today, one car accident, basically. Uh, and he tried to force the envelope at the end of stage one and took himself out of the race. But he didn't finish last because Kevin Harvick finished last four. So Jeez. that should be noted. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, there's definitely some things that Hosovar has done that, you know, he's gonna build back from, but um, you know, it makes a difference too when you come to the, the cup side because there's fans out there that only watch cups, so they're only gonna know Hosovar but by what he's been doing um in cup. Yeah. Absolutely. Um other thing, uh, a lot of tweets today as well, and I'm sorry I'm not referencing some of these. They're just like kind of the in general uh, things I saw more of throughout the day. A lot of people calling Alex Bowman uh, the worst play racer of all time. And I, I don't know what they want him to do because he led the third line with laps on laps on laps to go and they couldn't get enough momentum to get up there his only chance was to try and go to the middle and try to make something happen using those two low lines and even then like your chances of getting in that pack i mean you might wreck someone trying to merge down there i i wouldn't go to say that he's the worst one he's definitely like not great at it but like i feel like super speedway racing you're like you're either good at it or you're fine at it like there's no you oh, know you can be really and, bad at it well i mean i think, yes. I, I think if i if you or i either one of us walked up to kyle larson and said what do you think of your skills at a super speedway he would say i have no clue what i'm doing like he said on the radio today while in like yeah. in our third place which is a crazy thing for him to say because we i mean i respect the hell out of that dude he's very fucking talented he's the best racer in the sport for sure driving wise um but you know and it's so I mean, weird because larson is i mean especially on the dirt side like he's so good at dirt and dirt is very much of like that reaction deciding. little little moments yeah. and stuff yeah managing the track changing deciding what lane is going to work best for you you know where to go all that stuff and like absorbing all that, taking all that in, analyzing that and making a decision on that. And he's so good at that. 
and that's a lot of like what super speedway racing is too is like a lot of like the same thing and he just struggles with that so yeah i mean i guess that's fair you can look and be like people like him aren't very good at it um i just i wouldn't say bowman's horrible at it but he's just not one of those guys that are great at it he's just a a mid-pack super speedway guy which unfortunately mid-pack is where a lot of the accidents happen like yeah and i you know came came back and uh Finished 29th, I think. Yeah, 29th yeah. sounds sounds about right. Um, and you know that that stinks for him. Uh, looked like he had a good shot. I, I I just don't know where they wanted that to go. That wasn't the direction that it went, anyways. Um, let me make sure I don't have anything else from the Cup race. Oh, I do have the standings for next week. That'd be a good one to talk about. Um, Da, 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 for, okay. Da, uh, okay. Sorry. I hope you guys enjoyed these sound effects there. Cue the Jeopardy music. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to get the other stuff uh, locked and loaded. Um, we got a, a big talking point on this fight that happened in the truck race. I want to brag about Brett Moffat more. Uh, and I'll let people make fun of me because I didn't take money out on him. Um, playoff standings. Here we go. So Denny Hamlin has a 50 point lead on the cutoff. Obviously Byron and Blaney have clinched already. Uh, I believe Denny just needs eight points in the next race to clinch into the next round. Uh, Christopher Bell is 22 above the cutoff. Busher's 19, uh, Martin Truex 17, Kyle Larson 15 points above that cutoff. And then the last spot inside the cutoff is Brad Keselowski but he's only got a two-point lead on Tyler Reddick, nine-point lead on Bubba Wallace, 10-point lead on Chastain, and a 26-point lead on Kyle Busch. So we're going in the Roval with a a very good road course racer on the brink of elimination. Um, I'm excited to see uh, what what happens with this. Obviously, Larson's been really good there. Chase Elliott has won there. Uh, You know, who who do you uh, think is sitting in the best position of those guys not locked in the next round? You can't pick Denny. It's it's so hard for me because I, I have not watched a Roval race since it's came about. Oh, because you go to October. For, that's where you guys yeah. don't like the Roval. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't. It's not I don't like it, but I just don't. You know, we've never gotten gotten to really see a race on it, so it's hard for me to say. Um, I mean, Denny is one that you know has a good shot, but of course he's, you know, so far in that it, it really doesn't matter. But I mean, I like a guy like Byron could do well and he's locked in. So we could see something where, you know, it's going to be a, a crucial points battle. Um, Bubba Wallace, I think it's going to be a struggle for him. Um, just not very good at road courses. Kyle Bush is pretty buried deep in the points. So it's going to be hard to make all that up with one race left. Yeah, um, I do like that I said Denny Hamlin was, you can't say Denny Hamlin because he's technically not locked in. Then you go straight for a locked-in driver, as they you know, say instead. Um, um, so real quick, Rodney Childers tweeted about the DQ. Um, he said, there's been times I've got caught cheating, doing something that I shouldn't have. Today we got DQ'd for the car buffering in the draft all day and some windshield bolts bolts vibrating out. My guys had silicone on the threads and gobbed on the tip. They still came out not sure what else we could do. 
So sounds like you got a pretty unsafe car if it's coming apart during the race. I mean, for real, especially if they've reinforced it. I mean, that sounds like something you could definitely appeal. And hey, Caleb, probably... you know what? You know what, Caleb? Okay, no, the, the appeals panel is targeting in college football. They put a deal or no deal guy up there in the booth, shadow oh, face and everything, conceal the identity. He flips his little coin, and then he gets it back. And is it targeting or is it not? Well, is it heads or tails? That's what that's what the appeals panel looks like to me when it comes to consistency. Um, they don't even have the same people ruling on everything. So I, I can't wait to see what the fucking bullshit they throw out the wall from the appeals panel this week. And I am going to hate on them until you guys got the same damn people ruling on stuff and you defend your ruling and they make sense. By the way, that's a massive thing. Um, and if it doesn't make sense, to the casual fan, holy shit, go explain it. But I'm I'm gonna hate on them until it looks like it's an in due process normal like fast moving efficient thing because it has been a joke for two years. Five, yeah. Five it's also, also, it's, it's also this should be settled Tuesday. You have your appeals meeting, have it figured out. It should be settled Tuesday. If you're on the appeals panel, that's your fucking meeting day, and that's where you'll figure this shit out. And that should take an hour, no longer than that. Sorry, sorry, yeah, but I, I didn't have a rant, and I, it popped into my head. So there you go. It is, it, yeah. There's, there's a lot more to that, but it is funny. So like, some people, you know, in their tweets, like somebody said, wouldn't they have caught that in pre-race inspection? <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing it, right? How are you going to catch bolts that haven't came out yet? And I, I almost wonder if they're saying. Um, like there was something that the four team didn't do to let that happen. And like, that's just, that's just not the case. Like that's not, you know, you weren't going to catch that. Plus they think that these cars, that NASCAR looks at every nut and bolt in inspection. Like, could you imagine if they looked at every single piece of that car, your inspection would last three days at every track. Like there's just, no way but yeah i mean that is super super unfortunate if you aren't an advocate for taking all the bullets out of the car and seeing how much silicone they glued to them <laughs> yeah how how come they didn't catch that those bolts were gonna vibrate out i love, I love his phrasing on that it's beautiful jeez. Oh, yeah funny funny damn times in the sport i will tell you what um all right let's talk about this truck race because fucking brett moffat won i'm still happy about oh man Oh, good Lord. Oh, God. Yeah. We, we, yeah, Brett Moffat won. Did you see, so his post-race interview comes on. I hold Brett to a pretty high talent level, pretty high standard. Uh, I know. He, okay, all right, thanks, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't need to be said. No, I, well, I'm just trying to lead into what he said. He said that he dreads coming to talladega because he doesn't think he's a good plate racer well that fucking last lap would beg to differ for me i i held him in regards as one of the top plate racers he's always been good in xfinity when he goes to a plate track he's always been good in the trucks when he goes to one uh and this week was no different and he he made a much more impressive move than ryan blaney did to win that race not discrediting one, one or the other i'm just trying to tell you guys how sick uh, his move to get over on that lap. He did everything perfect on the last lap, and there was three different times he could have wrecked 17 cars behind him. Well, that's what I feel like. It's it's one of those things where, like, okay, yeah, he's a he's a decent plate racer, but like, 
it's it's those guys that like consistently. Now you can't do this to Brett Moffat. He's a truck series champion, Caleb, and he earned the shit out of that. And you know, and he should have a second one. What does that have to do with plate racing? Are oh, you just said it's these guys that are pretty good plate racers? They suck everywhere else. Is what you were about to say? No, that's not what I'm saying. But like, okay, like the people like Ryan Blaney, you can you can say like he is good at plate racing. Okay, all right, so I like you. Okay, I like you. There's people like Brett Moffat that like they're good, but like you just don't like go and say, you know, because he just he's not the guy that you would put money on to like consistently make moves like that. But you could still a, a guy like Brett Moffat, who's a good race car driver, you can still find yourself in that spot because you're a good heads up driver. So, yeah, he might not be like uh, consistently great, but he's still, you know, pretty solid at, you know, it. my my thing about that race obviously we had the crafton versus sanchez thing but yeah we're gonna, don't get, to we're, we're gonna get to that don't worry <laughs> i don't understand how there wasn't more talk about and this you with your inconsistencies of nascar my oh mine yeah like you hate how inconsistent nascar is yeah on things there's not enough talk about the locking bumpers rule. Oh no, let's talk about it. I like it. And yeah. If you're going to have a rule enforce it cuz it wasn't enforced pretty clearly. No, and and ever since they have came out with that rule for Xfinity and for trucks, they have been very wishy-washy on when they decide to pull it out. It, There's time almost like calling a guy off for jumping the restart at a dirt track. <sighs> in a single file restart line. <laughs> oh god <laughs> no it's there, there's times where like there's times in um and i'm trying to think of when it even last was but like there was a time in xfinity one time where they locked for like two seconds yeah it's, I, you part, could you could bring up two names and not you know not even fact yeah. them and you'd be just as close as i was but we'd remember the same exact thing if we found the actual moment yeah, but there's there's been times where like people barely lock and they call it, but then we've seen other times where they lock for an entire corner or yesterday it was an entire lap and nothing gets said of it. And the issue that I have is they're not going to call that, which is a very blatant, obvious rule infraction that's causing an advantage, but they chose to penalize Nick Sanchez because he was half a truck back on one of the restarts. And I would just like to say, when you are sitting in a car with your Hans device and everything, you are you are keeping up with a dude who's gonna hit the gas at any time, you're going 55 miles an hour, you can't be ahead of him at all, and you can't be half a truck length behind him at all. Your margin of space is now so tight without getting a penalty. So they're going to call that and tell Sanchez he has to do a pass-through. They but called him for the, a pass-through earlier in that race? For yeah. That. And they didn't yeah, realize either of those two guys late because it was late in the race? But they, they, uh, Sanchez was half a truck back. He was at, like, the door, and they called it because he was lagging back. And they were like, well, we warned you guys that we're not doing that. But the obvious if you're not, rule— If you're not enforcing it— 
every lap of the entire race and the rules put in right you you guys know why that rules in there everybody here knows it the truck series roster is depleted of clean racers it didn't make it there the xfendi roster is not like that i hope these teams don't continue to just graduate people through their programs so they don't have to deal with the fuck up kids but that's why that rule exists I, I trust me on that one that is the only reason that rule exists is to try and clean up these play races if you're not calling it every single lap of the race then don't have it just uh, absolutely not it's it is as you said like a, a rule with that much of a margin of error is incredibly difficult to call um not to call if you're nascar but to actually you know, I'm riding behind this guy. Is my bumper one inch further ahead than I think it is or one inch behind where I think it should be? I don't know. Um, but yeah, if you're not, if you're not enforcing that the entire race, don't, don't call it at all. Yeah. And it just, I, I don't know, like the, the advantage that Sanchez got was so minimal compared to shoving a guy around the track. I mean, one, that's a huge advantage because other people can't do it. And it's not like it was two guys who were 23rd and 24th that were pushing. It was literally up at the front. And so I just, I don't understand how you can have that blatant of a rule infraction and NASCAR is, it doesn't even say anything. And none of the media called them out. None of the media asked why there was no, that is not true. I retweeted a tweet about this. Did you? Because I didn't see anything about it. I retweeted something about it. About are we? Oh, I, someone said I, I'd be really pissed. I don't think this was the one I retweeted, but I know someone said I'd be really pissed if that was if one of those two guys locking bumpers around the track won the race over Brett Moffat. But they didn't go ask NASCAR. I, it, okay, that those weren't media people. I'm saying it, I, yeah, as a media it, person, tweeted about it. Yeah, there was all some, I was giving you shit for. There were some fans that were talking about it, but like I asked Matt Weaver because I was hoping he would go ask NASCAR. I like somebody needs to go to them and be like, why did you not penalize this? Like, what's the reason for it? Are you no longer like, what the fuck is the deal on it? Is it bad it if just, I just think we'd get an answer that didn't suffice to what we wanted to hear and we'd still be just as pissed about yeah, it? Yeah, it'll, it'll be some PR'd out answer, but. It just, it was so blatant. I mean, I just. Sorry, I get what you're saying. You need checks and balances and things. Well, it just doesn't. And, and unfortunately, this is a problem we've had all the time where, like, it just doesn't get called. But then we'll go to Daytona next spring in the Xfinity series, and somebody will give somebody a, a bump and they'll call it. And it's like, well, you it'll did. Be, it'll be Michael and that coming out of retirement for one final mm -hmm. race. They'll call it with three to go. You have to know these jokes are coming. Like this is the only category of jokes that can make you laugh. Everything else is strictly to get you in a pissy mood at me. Oh lordy! Uh, right. What were your thoughts? What were your thoughts on the Sanchez craft? And yeah, we're, talk we're talking about two babies fighting each other. I won't necessarily say that about Nick Sanchez and Matt Crafton. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, I'm going to try to share the screen here real quick. Maybe. Oh jeez, this isn't good. Here we go. Uh, share that. It's from Front Stretch, I believe. Taylor Swift's trending on Twitter. There you guys go. Okay. Oh, there we go. All right. So this is the alternate uh, angle of the Sanchez uh, fight, aftermath of the fight. We'll get to what 
may or may not have happened, allegedly. Uh, but this is Nick Sanchez getting up um, and what he had to say afterwards. Can you hear the audio, Caleb? All right, so we'll see. If you guys couldn't hear the audio, then I'll do it a different way next time we do the show. Um, hopefully, you could hear the audio. Uh, but his quote there that um, he said, motherfucker, I'll see you. I'm going to kill you at Homestead. Um, that was the big takeaway I had after the race. That quote, that frame, steal the fuck out of that video, and that should be at the ad. Every single ad promoting this race weekend should be that. I don't think every, that's a good look. <laughs> every single ad. If it was the NBA and LeBron said, I'm going to kill you at Vegas, Kyrie, that was where the finals were being played. I don't know. That'd be awesome. Everyone would love it. No, I don't think he's actually going to kill him. No, he said to reporters after the race that he's going to go try to win the race. He's not actually going to try to kill Matt Crafton. But that is a money quote, and it's something that we should promote because we're gonna do it in 20 years anyway. We're gonna, this has been precedent on precedent. We're gonna show it down the road. So show it now. Holy cow. I'd rather show, I'd rather show fights than fiery accidents. Shoot me. I mean, to a point, yeah. It's, it's hard because that's definitely a, a not a good look, but at the same time, I mean, if his version of events are correct, I can't blame him for, you know, saying what he was going to say. Matt Crafton has a different version of events. So it's going to be very interesting to see what NASCAR does. Um, in the past, they typically don't really penalize for fighting. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, the fans don't really seem to be on, on Matt Crafton's side. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's normal with some of this type of stuff. You're kind of looking at, um, things that, you know, the kid says this first. And so you have this thought and, you know, it's really easy to hate on the older guy who is taking his crap out on a younger kid. Um, so there's a lot of different, I don't know, I guess types of things that go into why everyone's against Matt Crafton or, or so it looks like. Um, I did want to read the, uh, the statements. Nick Sanchez said that he uh, got sucker punched and that was why uh, he had a bloody face and everything. And um, that's what started the whole deal. Uh, well, and his, his, his version is too, that he was walking him and his mother's version is that he was walking in the garage afterwards. Um, when Crafton approached him from behind, tapped him on the shoulder. And as soon as Nick turned around, Crafton threw a punch. So that's, that's what Sanchez is saying. Yeah. So Matt Crafton says in a statement, um, that before the camera started rolling, I approached Nick and said, Hey, when he turned around, I said, what the fuck? Uh, to which I, he actually used dash question mark excl exclamation point. So that I took that as fuck. You guys can take that as whatever you would. Um, to which Nick uh, looks right at me and threatened me. 
that is when it all went to hell. I had his attention, words were exchanged all before anything physical took place. So I did not quote sucker punch the guy. There may not be video, but there were plenty of eyewitnesses. Uh, now, I would not, I've not seen one of those eyewitnesses come forward on Twitter, at least, nor Facebook. So if, if someone has... <clears throat> the that? only witness, the only witness that's really came forward, which obviously it's a, it's a biased account. It's Nick's mom, um, but she said that he basically popped out behind a stack of tires like he was hiding or waiting. Um, <laughs> and you know, then I hadn't read. I hadn't read this yet. Yeah, so you that's dropped that's, the ball on this one. I was going to read the whole thing that what she wrote. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of her eyewitness account is that he basically popped out like he was, you know, waiting for him. And. Okay. So Shaney, uh, Rosen Sanchez, cool name. Really? I mean, Rosen, like for the middle name, I, I don't know. Sorry. Getting enamored over here, folks. She says, uh, on her Facebook, I believe, uh, after the race, Nick and his PR right-hand lady, Christy, so we now have a name for the girl who did her job. You think too well, I think too shitty. Okay, well, I can tell you I talked to two other PR people or, like, people in that. Okay. And they also agree that she did exactly what she was hired to do and what she should have done, so... Making your driver less available is never my favorite. That's, no, that wasn't, it wasn't less available. She, she said, we're not answering right. that question that you, that her driver just answered and answered it well. Like, yeah, but you could the 12 thing. out of 10 answer. As a media member, what's their, what's media's next question then after he says that? Are you going to kill him? So you're not, you're not going to retaliate? Exactly. That's what so, I asked him. And he'd say, no, I'm, I'm just going to go try to win the race. He would say the same thing he had just said. Yeah. He would well, say, I'm just here so I don't get fined. It would turn into a meme and boom, you have 2,000 more Twitter followers the next day. To be worried about what your driver was about to say. And teach him not to say stupid shit and you don't worry about it. And then you don't look like you're mad. You know damn well people say things when they're mad. And you know damn well how that can look on some people. That how that might be a bad look for Matt Campbell a couple weeks ago. You know, Saturday, a lot of people were shitting on Nick Sanchez. And you know that if you get in front of a microphone and explain yourself, and Matt Campbell did for 20 seconds, Nick did it for a minute and a half, and he was going to keep going. And you know who looks better from those specific instances alone? Nick Sanchez by two country miles. And that was just with what he said. So throw in, throw in my tri- triple or quadruple amount of time that I let him stand there and we're going to have him famous on TikTok for something, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Agree, we're agreeing to disagree on that aspect because it wasn't really anything I was that passionate in. But anyways, so Shaney, uh, his mom, by the way, this is her telling of the Sanchez versus Crafton fight, says, after the race, Nick and his uh, PR right-hand lady, Christy, were walking next to each other back to his holler. Uh, Renee and I were about 10 steps behind behind them. I don't know who Renee is, but she's entered the story. Uh, it says, then in a flash, another driver literally came out of nowhere. Parentheses, uh, we think he was hiding behind some tires. So this is about Matt Crafton. Uh, closing parentheses, then tapped Nick on his shoulder from behind. When Nick turned his face to see who it was, he then sucker punched Nick. Didn't say a word, no confrontation, just flat out blindsided him. The driver had already changed out of his fire suit into plain clothes to blend in with everyone else. 
I feel like that might be because he exited the race early, but sure. I, I like the conspiracy. I like the Scooby Doo-ness of this. Uh, obviously, he was waiting for Nick to walk by. He had it planned. Like Nick said, it was a cheap shot. Anyone who knows Nick knows he's not an aggressor and would never do that to another driver. Uh, the rest of this is about being a parent. And, yeah, um, obviously, you know, her account's going to be exaggerated because she's a mom and, you know, she's looking out for a kid and everything. But, my, you know, at the end of the day... I'm just thinking of, like, the hidden security camera of this because it would be so funny to do something. You imagine Matt? Right. <laughs> like, sitting there plotting. <laughs> Yeah, I so my whole thing too is I just don't it's it's a Talladega wreck. Like I just don't think that anything that you could look and say Nick made an aggressive move and wrecked Crafton Crafton. A lot of people don't agree with that side of things, but even so, I don't understand it like it's it's a Talladega wreck. And could you imagine if we went to go beat people up every time you know like so herp yeah i can't every race would be a lot more exciting because all week we've just been playing this fight and that's how we're promoting it that's my that's my thinking on that is just you know go promote the damn fight but the whole reason this thing was big is because of nick's bloody face and what he said to him for real it wasn't just a normal fight like, I don't think anybody really, like, nobody was like, oh, Crafton's going to go beat him. Like, because they're just, there's there's times where, like, people make moves on the track and you're like, oh, God, so-and-so's going to go beat his ass. But, like, nobody, I don't think, was like, oh, we're going to go. I would, argue, I would argue 50% of the fights are on the left side. You don't think they're going to happen on the right side. They are. And 50% of the time, when you think it's going to happen, it doesn't, you know? There's there's times, but I just, that whole factor of like, it was a, it was a Talladega wreck. Like it was just, it was just a Talladega wreck. And so I, I, I don't know. I just, I think Crafton just, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty poor. Even it is not a good look for Matt Crafton trying to be the modern day Todd Bodine. The frame that just won a lot of races in that series and was always cool, always a nice guy. That's that's a really bad look for Matt. Right. All things considered, every time I've talked to him, he's seen, you know, I compare everyone to Greg Biffle because when I was a kid, I didn't think he had that much of a personality. And as he got older, he got more fun and got more open to talking to people. And you just never see them go left, right, or even center for that matter. They're they're just the Chase Elliott standing there talking to you. Um, Matt always just came off as, you know, kind of normal guy. This story, I'm, I'm obsessed with this story of him sitting behind tires and plotting his plan to blend in in street clothes and attack Nick Sanchez on his way back. Yeah, I don't know how much of that, but I'm sure NASCAR will, you know, do their investigation. But like I said, it'll be interesting. That, because that'll NASCAR- take three weeks if they go at the speed of the appeals panel. So can't wait to get NASCAR- that in November. I'm sorry. NASCAR doesn't really have a a past of penalizing people for fighting, but like that might get it. It just it especially I think especially if it if they do their investigations and and they determine like yeah he just flat out blindsided him. Like, he, I feel he, like he was that sitting works. there plotting and stewing. <laughs> I yeah. wish that's the penalty report comes up and says that specifically. <laughs> 
got got in street clothes and hid behind tires in order to maliciously attack driver on way back from car. Matt Crafton put on a Bill Clinton mask and was hiding <laughs> his tires. Oh, this is definitely going in the podcast title. <laughs> Investigating if Matt Crafton was was stewing behind the tire piles. Oh man. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, gets determined this week on that. Absolutely. Um, I'm still digging around for schedule stuff for you guys. This Iowa Speedway rumor kind of came wholeheartedly uh, out of the woodwork. Um, That is the wrong two words to put into that, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, We're still, I'm digging with what I can on the Iowa Speedway stuff. I haven't heard anything different um, from either side, nor about this Montreal stuff. That's kind of how a lot of these things go is some stuff gets out there one way or another, and then it's just out there. Um, And it hasn't necessarily came from people that work from Iowa Speedway or that work out of Montreal and stuff like that. So I'm still digging around for that. This is uh, the last story I wanted to cover on here, though. Um, And I suppose I should probably share the screen and all that. Uh, I will say, too, it is hard because I feel like just about every year we've gotten teased with the, oh, Iowa Speedway could get a cup date. So, like, it's hard to tell if it's just those people. It's those same people making up the same rumors. Um, We get that at Hawkeye Downs every year when the season ends. You guys get cup race rumors, too? Yeah. No, ours are are that we're changing um, our track back to dirt. And every year when the season ends, we start, you guys are going back to dirt. You guys are going back to dirt. And so like our season ended and then just like last week, my mom texted me, Oh, Hawkeye Downs is going back to dirt. I'm like, no, every year though. That's the weirdest thing. So Knoxville kind of had a similar thing happen where I had a few people text me and ask if the late model nationals were coming back. They are. Uh, Jason looked at me like I was a bat out of hell when I asked him about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, we had a lot of people at Port Royal. He, he went up, uh, Jason is Knoxville's GM. Um, and he went up to Port Royal uh, up in Pennsylvania to see how they run things and kind of do some, um, you know, training research. Um, what, what else do you call it? Working with colleagues, shooting the shit, social hour. I, I'm almost there on the business words, guys. I'm getting a lot better, I promise. <laughs> but he, he went up there to do some recon. And I guess he was asked about that rumor the entire time he was up there. And it's just some of these things are, you know, just weird. And whoever we, we're going to get down, if if this was never in the wood, if it comes out that Iowa Speedway was never being considered, I'm going to do a manhunt. I'm going to do a goose hunt to figure out who the hell is spreading this Iowa Speedway uh, rumors to kick me in the balls every summer when the schedule eventually comes out or fall, whatever you want to call it. Well, uh, we know where to start was it was on the um, Door Bumper Clear podcast. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I already got them for other stuff, so we'll, we'll take take them one at a time, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I did want to, I, I just want to ask you guys if you have any information here um, and help this guy out, because there was, there's a thievery, a robbery um, on the grounds at Talladega this week. Um, I hope you guys can still see that and that this Zoom thing isn't in front of it. Okay, uh, so the account, um, this man posted on his Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. Uh, and he posts in the Talladega Super Speedway Camping and Tailgating Facebook group and says, whoever stole the Kyle Busch sign, you know where it came from, return it. Share, 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 share. Double X point, 
exclamation points here. A reward, um, $100 reward, that was also posted twice. Uh, and then just come by and let me know where it's at. I'll deal with it, dot, dot, dot. Just share the location slash camp spot slash section, dot, 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 anything. Step up, text or call, put his number there, um, and then put his camping spots down. He had a banner on the front of his tailgating area that just says, just reads, Kyle Bush is a douchebag. <laughs> and the banner was I, stolen overnight. He wants it back. You know what my favorite part of the whole deal is? Did you see the name of the guy who posted it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to read his name, but it would give away what it was. His account is also called Kyle Bush is a douchebag. They have a Twitter account. It has like 19 followers. Like, I, I'm just, I'm... I I was overwhelmed with joy when I saw that this was a real thing that happened. Because any, especially if I'm a drunk Kyle Bush fan, I, my entire night is going to revolve around getting drunk enough to where I'm still awake when no one else is and stealing that damn sign. I'm looking to see if he posted an update. Oh, hell yeah. This is good. Uh, one, one day ago, he said, uh, oh my God. Do you need to send this to me? I'll send it eventually. I'm assuming this is the guy. Is his account also Kyle Bush is a douchebag? Well, yeah, but I'm talking about one of the pictures on I'm there. So I'm just trying um, to figure out if this is like a t-shirt tent or if it's just his tailgating. <laughs> so um, one day ago, the light, latest update on the page is you can't keep a good man down. It's a flag. We will get by banner still missing reward is up $300 and VP. All you can drink at Kings share share. That's gotta be the same guy. Well, I know it's the same guy. I just hear, I'll send you the picture in Twitter that I was uh, referencing. I know it's the same page, but. All right, if I, so I'll hit stop, hold on. I can do this through uh, what we use at Cyclone Fanatic, but I haven't taught myself how to use it yet. And we just, oh, this is phenomenal. <laughs> he has a cutoff, a cutout of himself. This is amazing. I might follow this guy, and I, I don't think Kyle Bush is that big of a douchebag, but if you talk to me after he took out Chase Elliott at Martinsville one, that one year, or was it, it was Darlington, I'm sorry, Hamlin was Martinsville. Um, he has a cutout of himself with his uh, Kyle Bush is a douchebag forehead bumper plates. Is that <laughs> forehead license plate? That is, uh, we, do, we have to have Damon do this for Halloween. Oh boy. I think Damon could pull it off. Oh boy. <laughs> Good lord. Oh man, this this has been awesome. What a uh what a Sunday. I the last thing I have for you before we let the people go. Do you think uh that was the best super speedway race in the next gen era? I do. That's why I'm phrasing it like that. And uh, where does that rank amongst your favorite races in the next gen era? Well, I would agree. It was probably one of the best in the next gen era for super speedways. Um, 
it's still a super speedway, so it's not going to rank real high on the overall list. <laughs> but yeah, on, okay, yeah, on your list, that's fair. <laughs> you had to have known that was coming. Yeah, I should have. I don't know why I'm surprised. I, I mean, yeah, it was. I'm glad nobody died. I'm glad that we didn't have a complete and utter wreck fest like the trucks. Um, so that was good. And yeah, we didn't really have any like single file, you know, field strung out deals. So, I mean, I definitely think it was a step in the right direction. I, I thought everything, you know, all things considered, I thought it was really good. Um, I hope the Roval just kicks as much ass and we just have five more damn good uh, race weekends to end the uh, NASCAR portion of the year. And uh, we'll see what happens. And I can't wait for the schedule shit on silly season. I, I will tell you, I thought more of the schedule was leaked. It has not been. I did a lot of researching today. I only found nine dates. And they're just, yeah, dates. Some of them are just races. There just hasn't been a whole lot of talk about it either. So it'll be interesting to see. There, it last, it was, I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before that. I believe I was working in the barnstormers office and this website that put together, they put together pack travel packages that they like book hotels and shit in advance for you. And everything's like taken care of with one button rather than three or dealing with three things. I don't know. Yeah. And they probably put a fee on it or whatever, but they leaked like half the schedule. And I believe like everything was either right or one was wrong and the rest were correct. And that was like a month or two before it came out. So we had, I had it put together pretty well and I think it still had a date or two messed up, but we'll see. I don't know, you know, wherever Iowa could fall. Uh, we just know it's not uh, July 10th and 11th or whatever Saturday, Sunday, the IndyCar race is. We uh, we won't be on the podcast Wednesday or Sunday. You guys are going to Oktoberfest, yeah. Yep. So we'll uh, be gone. That'll be it'll be a good time. So we'll hold down the fort. Uh, drive safely. Party hard. Um, respect the Roval. Tell everyone up there to get the Roval is a good thing. We need it back. I, I will be emotionally distraught if they take the Roval away at this point. Well, good luck with that. We'll all I be focused. Said, I don't need. I don't need another oval in the playoff. I just don't like. It's. I'd rather have the oval than in any. I, I'd rather have Iowa Speedway than the oval. Okay, we'll actually say that. So, everyone out there that wants the oval gone, that's the hitch you got a wagon to. Other way around. God, could you imagine Iowa gets a, like a September playoff date? Oh my. God. <laughs> Do you know how like the media in the state would still just say, oh, it's football season. What do you mean you had a cup playoff race? Well, that would be we the problem. Speed, we went to Iowa Speedway in July. What are you talking about? That would be the problem though. That's the problem you face. Everybody would want to go to Iowa State and Iowa football games. So like that you would struggle. Yeah, but you can go Sunday. I, that race would sell out 10 times over. They've been they've been putting that shit in people's ears for so long. If we finally got one, at least the first one will sell out. And I hope everyone has a blast there. That's what they need to key in on is having a partner like Hy-Vee and doing the things that Hy-Vee put around that place to make it feel like a big event and make everyone have a good time. And, you know, right. if they can do that. And by the way, those ticket prices went down. See that? For next year? The IndyCar Iowa Speedway next year, it, it looks like all the ticket prices are going down. 
I don't know. I'll have to take a look. I haven't honestly looked yet. So uh, Nate Ryan, I believe it was either him or Nate Brown. They they both cover in the IndyCar both very well on each other. And you know what that means? We're probably gonna get like some knockoff cover band for. <laughs> It's going to be some blonde girl that is singing all of Taylor Swift songs, but it won't be Taylor Swift, which actually probably would go off really well. They'll just decide the day of. They'll be like, Jan in section 203, seat 16. <laughs> Please come perform for us. Oh, man. I wish we lived closer. We'd be filming a skit of uh, Matt Crafton. Um, hiding behind tires tomorrow. So hope you guys, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this show. Um, hope you guys enjoy what we're doing at always race day and, uh, are able to get out to another race before the, uh, off season officially gets here. So appreciate you guys listening. We'll have the dirt show, um, Monday night is what we're shooting for. If you don't hear it on Monday, it'll be there Thursday. It'll be extra long if we don't do Monday. So, uh, look out for that. And, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about on that side too. And, um, yeah, let's uh, bring on the Roval, bring on Charlotte, and uh, this week should kick ass. So we'll see what uh, what happens. Appreciate y'all.